Hey, it's Christine Gowdy, and I'm back with another episode of Moonshot Podcast. It's been a hot minute since I released an episode, but this episode is so worth the wait. In this one, I chat with Steph Tolov, one of my favorite comedians who was recently featured on Bilber's Netflix special, Friends Who Kill. Steph also makes a guest appearance in Bilber's movie, Old Dads, which is coming out this Friday on Netflix. Steph and I talk about the moment that changed her career, why women need to support other women, and the importance of showing reverence for those who paved the way ahead of you. I do want to warn you though, this episode is not for the faint of heart. It's an honest and graphic conversation about some of the things that Steph has experienced as a woman in comedy. But that said, if you love to laugh and you don't mind the occasional F-bomb, then this one's for you. So brace yourself. Here's Steph Tolov, raw and unfiltered. I hope you enjoy it. Steph Tolov, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thank you for pronouncing my name exactly correctly. I am a fangirl of yours. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Thank you kindly. So I have so many things to talk to you about today. I love that. So you were on Bill Burr's Netflix special. Yes. That's where I actually first saw you. Mm-hmm. I go, who is this woman? Like, And then I was like, how does she know Bill Burr? So how did you get on It was, yeah, special? it was, it's kind of, it's weird because he... I already did a show with him called uh, The Ringers on Comedy Central, where I met him for like two seconds. So it wasn't really curated by him, it was curated by Comedy Central and producers. And then, uh, so I did it with him and I think he forgot. And I like, I don't look the same anymore and I lost like 30 pounds and whatever. So I went crazy over the pandemic doing content. Like I got terrified living in LA, all the guns got sold out one day and I was like, I have to go back to Canada. I'm alone, I'm freaked out. So I got back to Canada, so I was like, with my parents, losing my fucking mind. So I was just pumping out content. Toronto. Yeah. So I was just with them for like six fucking months pumping out. So I just, I, I've gotten to this rhythm of doing three to four different sketches or something a week. Okay. So I was pumping out shit. So I'm in New York uh, doing an advertisement for the show I was doing. And I was just, it was stupid. Well, stupid videos were like, hey, I'm walking here. Hey, my, my dog's taking a shit over. It was so stupid. And then the next morning I wake up and I have like 500 new followers. I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I look and I'm like, Bill Burr's following me? I'm like, no is this way. a fucking joke? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm trying to calm down. He shared it in his stories and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. So I wait like three hours. I'm trying not to be crazy and I DM him. I'm like, hey, Bill, thank you so much for sharing. Really appreciate it. Right. He writes back right away, had me dying over here, like quoting my thing. Nice. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So I liked it and I left it and I put my phone away. I remember it was on my fucking birthday and I got the tattoo the same day because I remember the whole thing. I'm a crazy person. That's but I was hilarious. like, I wait and then five hours later, he DMs me. He goes, hey, would you like to open for me on the road? That quick? And immediately. And I almost kidding? threw my fucking phone. And I was like, what you're is like, going you're like, on? like, is this a joke? I'm like, I'm freaking out. Yeah. I, I'll be right back. He goes, send me your number. I sent him my number. Holy he shit. He texts me going, hey, it's Bill. Uh, I'm on the road right now filming this movie. But when I'm back, I'll get you some dates. And I'm like, holy fuck. So that, that's that, that. I leave that. I go, let me just leave it. I'm not going to bug him. Yeah. I saw that he was coming to Toronto. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to ask. For that date. So he wants you to open for him in Toronto. He just said, he just said in general, I want you to open for me. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I leave that. I'm trying to be a fan, crazy person. So two weeks go by. My manager's calling me. They're like, are you sitting down? I'm like, you're either firing me or my life will change. Yeah. Yeah. So like Bill Burr wants you to do his, his Netflix special. And Netflix was like, mm, we don't want her. And Bill's like, eh, it's not an option. I'm telling you. <laughs> like they were like, no. And he was like, no, she's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I took that. I was like, my manager, Olivia, who I love was like, this is it, Steph. You have to come out blazing, do your fucking shit. I was like, I, yeah, I went to my, my sister 
the wedding was the week before. I wore masks the entire time. I was so paranoid. Yeah. I'm like in the fucking resort. Only You're one like, wearing a mask. I'm, like, I'm not getting sick. Yeah. I'm not yeah. fucking doing this. This is my big deal. I hired the stylist. And I was like, I need this to be, I need people to see who I am. So like, I went and like, it changed my career. So now like of a course. lot of people like who resonate with me a lot really like it. And it's, it's, it's very toss up. It's men hating me, which is classic because men hate women, especially female comedians. But it's like either the women or the men that do like me love me or people just are repulsed by me, which is hilarious because I'm still getting – people don't realize the trolls are like saying, I hate her. She looks like Gru. I'm like, yeah, keep it coming, fuck faces. I'm, <laughs> I'm the, I have a video going so viral right now because it's white men hating me yeah, yeah. and everybody else being obsessed with You it. don't need them to like you. No, I don't. I, I, I don't want to be Brian Regan. I don't want to be a fucking comic. Everyone's like, oh, look, look, I want to be someone who's like – I want to be controversial a little bit. Like, it's boring to be that. But. Of course. So, so you didn't meet Bill at, like, the comedy store in no, L.A.? No, really? Because no. I pictured, I kind of played this out in my head. She must be at the comedy store doing regular spots. She met Bill there, of course, and they kind of hit it off, and he followed her. Da, da, da. Okay, so it's yeah. totally not that. So it's just literally luck of the draw. I'm seeing that fucking video. Lord knows how he even saw it. Right. And then he, like, it was really, really cute because I, I met his wife, who's also a fan of me. She's very sweet. She, we're talking at the Netflix AP. I was so nervous. And she was like, I have to tell you something. Bill's going to get so mad at me. I'm like, what? He's, she's like, Bill lies in bed at night and like watches your videos and laughs like on repeat. I'm like, no way. What are you talk? I'm like, what is fucking happening? It's a game like, changer. I know. I felt crazy. And then, <laughs> and then after I did the special, I did very well and he was very happy with it. I was like, hey, I know you mentioned me opening. I'm like, can I please open for you in Toronto? It's like my hometown. It, it means the world to me. And oh, you asked him. Okay. Asked him. And he's like, of course. And I was like, oh my God. And it was like the craziest fucking two days of my life yeah I bet I can't even everyone you knew probably blew up your phone I was like yeah Yeah. and like it was just going out there and crushing in front of 19,000 people was an insane feeling yeah yeah yeah. in my hometown so when you kind of skipped out on stage what were you thinking I ran like a crazy person I don't know (laughs) and I ran by Bill and I went why am I running and then he started laughing and I was like what am I doing like I just kept behaving insanely because I was like so I was so So nervous and so excited I was yeah because I I watched the podcast episode or I listened to it where he was on your podcast and you guys talked about it Mm -hmm. and he was laughing laughing saying like you you ran past me on stage and I knew that you deal with the pressure by being sillier yeah and he's like I like that so it's like whatever you do works for him like he kind of sees that in you and yeah, he really yeah, yeah. loves that so it's very it's it's insane how yeah and then he actually um the movie that he was filming he he wrote me into it Old I have dads? A, I, yeah I'm in it no way yeah I have like a role and it's like it's me I play me he literally like sends me it was crazy he sends me this voice memo when I was in um Denver and he's like hey staff it's Bill I'm like I know it's Bill. She's like, hey, um, I'm going to be in, I'm, there's this movie and there's this part and, you know, uh, we're, the reviews we're getting back is that this part's not funny. We need to add something kind of funny to it. So I kind of wrote this character in. If you want to play it, that'd be great. And I was like, he's like, so can we, are you in LA tomorrow? I'm like, I'm in LA tomorrow. I'm yeah. like on my phone, like, looking at fucking flights, being like, yeah, I'm not, in, I'm not in Denver about to perform. No, I'm, I'm canceling the show. I'm coming I'll to fucking. I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. And then it's, it's, yeah, it comes out. I'm so pumped. I like, I'm not really allowed to talk about it because it's a strike right now, but I'm like, it's, I'm having a hard time not being like, I'm in fucking Bill Burr's movie, but yeah. it, it comes out, um, yeah, it comes out in the 20th. So you've seen a screening. No, I haven't seen shit. What? But everyone, all my comic friends have seen it, like, like you are so funny in it. It's a, it's very small. It's a very small role, yeah, but yeah, it's but very still, funny. But still, Yeah, I, get, awesome. I play myself and I'm wearing like all my normal clothes, so it's like really fun. So yeah, he's a big fan. Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm, I know. Um, and I had a weird, this is my other hum- humble brag, yeah. uh, D. Snyder. The lead singer of Twisted Sister just followed me on Instagram no. and DM me going, you fucking rock. I love your comedy. And I was like, 
Like when like he people wrote like you that, and said yeah. that. And the one of the guitarists for Ozzy Osbourne is also like a big fan of mine. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I like, can't even handle crazy. this. I can't. So no, like your life. So in one year, your life went from like pretty low key, like doing some gigs, doing some regular spots at comedy yeah, store. Yeah, I was to, like, still headlining, but I wasn't. Okay. Uh, the way in which I'm headlining now is not the same way. Very different. Yeah. Very different. I want to talk about your white boots. The white boots that I wear all the fucking time. <laughs> um, I actually hired a uh, a female. Um, I now want to get her name correctly. Uh, who just dressed me for that special? Oh, yes. So she. Um, now I feel horrendous. I can't think of her name. Right now. Um, but she dressed. I, I hired. I'm like, this is my big break. Yeah. I knew. I'm like, I'm like, I do Netflix. I'm not fucking around right now. Cat. Cat. Her name. She's just Iles. I can. I can give her your link to tag her and stuff. Cool. Cool. She sent me a bunch of options, and she had these boots. Yeah. With this leather dress, and I was like, what the fuck is this look? She's like, I'm like, it's incredible. And at the time, not a lot of people knew this, but I had. Um, Right before the taping, my sister got married, and I got a really crazy sun rash where I had boils all over my skin. Like, I had literally blisters the size of this fucking microphone on my legs that were pussing. <laughs> oh, so I wow. had to wear fishnets to hold the bandages in place. Yeah. So I was like, it was, it was crazy. My dress was stuck to my, before I went on stage, I had to peel the pus off my dress. It was crazy. Wow. So she, like, every, she went around everything. She fit me perfectly. I felt insanely it was great. It looked so badass. So, it was so good. Thank you. It so now so I'm like, now those boots have just become my fucking Part of your thing. persona. Yeah. Like, and my I, rompers, which is crazy. Do they have like their own Twitter account? They really account? should. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Stupid. I love um, those boots. Yes. I love my Thank life. you. Yeah. They're, she got them for me and I just, now I can't stop. Talk to yeah. me about your rompers. Your, uh, your one piece onesies I that don't, you wear. Yeah. It just, it started <laughs> because I, I was wearing, I, I do a lot of act out. So I need something that is like comfortable on stage. And I was like, I would wear dresses, but I had to wear shorts underneath because I like doing a deep squat and stuff. And right. the jeans were too tight. Um, and then one night I wore this dress and I remember I did like an act out and I like my boobs were like moving a bit. And then I saw a man in the front row like look right at them. And I was like, <gasps> and I felt sick. I was like, ew, I don't want people looking at me like that on stage. So I was like, what's something I can wear that's comfortable, I look good in and I feel comfortable in. And I just started, I just got like one and I was like, okay. And then I just started really wearing them. And now it's become my look in such a way where Every show, I'd say, I'd say ninety five percent of my shows, a woman at least one comes dressed in a romper. No way, at least one. Yeah. In Sacramento, two weeks ago, two girls came dressed as me. Nice they had mullet wigs. Man, I was going to do that things. tonight. Was I was wear a romper. Wear, yeah, I was going to wear a romper or a shirt with your face on it and be like, "Step tall." Please, yeah. please do wear the romp. They get a cute pic with me. How was your show last night? Great. I'm actually loving the crowds. Good. Yeah, they're they're crazy and they're they're great for crowd work. So it's yeah. Uh, well, 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 man. Mm. When when was that? There was a heckler that, that, that heckled ago. you. Yeah. That what? was, so that's the video that's going crazy viral. That, I saw that. It's it, insane. I just found that very rude. Oh, it was, it was really crazy. So I, the whole night was like, yeah, I was in the main room doing a show and then I was, that was my friend Mike Laser show that I came in to do that. And I, 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 I miss, I, I always ask the door guys to go, did I want to do crowd work yet tonight? And they're like, no, you're good. I'm like, yeah. great. So yeah. in case there's something big I miss in the front that I don't want to repeat, like, we just said that. So I hate doing that. <laughs> so I go up and I, and, and the whole clip was so crazy. Cause I'm like, I wasn't being gross or weird. Yeah. I'm like, are you guys together? And they're like, yeah. no, no, no. And the guy's like, I'm gay. This is my coworker. I'm like, oh, love a nice, safe gay man. Yeah. And then I, then I immediately go into the clip. I go, and that's all I said. I was like, are you fucking, so, I said nothing creepy at all. <laughs> yeah. I, so I was like, and then I was like, so I'm like, is this your first boss employee outing? I heard and then that, he yeah. literally chimes in being like, move. It, it was the tone of his fucking voice. They sponsored the show. Move, move on. Move on. And, and he, a hand gesture. Yeah, hand gesture, like dismissing me. Like, and oh, I was no. like, are you fucking crazy? Yeah, here we so go. So I snapped. Yeah. And I had like, I, I also had, 
I don't usually drink at the uh, store because I drive there, but my friend was there and he's driving for me. So I, already, I had a couple of tequila sodas, so I was already a little zipped up. Yeah, yeah. So that triggered me to be like, no, this man thinks he's going to talk to me like this. I don't yeah. fucking think so. So I go over, put my leg up, whatever, start doing. He immediately gets up and leaves. So, yeah. so after that, he went to there's the a part of the club I took out where I was like asking his friends, I'm like, is he always a piece of shit? And they were like kind of shy. They didn't want to answer him. So I go out in the hall after the set. I'm fucking seething. I'm oh, like, wow. I, oh, okay. I, I wasn't going to do that. I was looking for him to be like, hey, man, can I talk to you for a second? That was completely inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. I don't, like, also, do you, he didn't know them. Yeah. So he, the whole thing was he was friends with the guy who ran the show. Okay. But I wasn't making fun of the sponsors. They're weed sponsors. And also, they said that I was the favorite act of the night. So fuck you, asshole. So they, and they weren't <laughs> like, they wanted me to talk to them. They weren't like, like yeah, they were like, oh, yeah. coworkers. They were yeah, that was it. They yeah. were not. There was no weirdness or rudeness. Yeah. So I'm in the hallway waiting for this guy. I'm I'm literally pacing the hallway. I'm like, I'm like, is he in the bathroom? I'll fucking go in there. I was so fucking mad. So waiting around, keep going in. I knew where he was sitting. Kept looking. So finally, at the end of the show, I guess he was hiding on the patio. He sneaks back in the front. Saw that, yeah. Sits back down. And I was like, so I grab the host and I go, can I go back up? He's like, of course you can. He's like, I he cried. was super into it. And I like the the way the crowd reacted. Like people are commenting, this isn't even funny. I didn't have time to even make a joke. I was, it was too insane that I went back up. That's the joke. The joke is that I went back on fucking stage and screamed at this man. Well, well, and like, it's well. like, yeah, well, and then it's funny because Brad Williams, um, great comedian as well. He posted on, uh, he posted on Twitter being like, this is porn for comedians. It is. It's yeah. just like, it's just the getting back up there and like that, just having that power. You never get this. that chance, right? No. Typically. No, no, yeah. never. Like it was, it's an insane thing I did. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a really crazy thing I did. But yeah, Mike, whose show it was, he was super into it and he wanted me to do that. But after, Again, I try to find the guy after the show. Yeah. Like, you cannot fucking talk to me like that. And then now I'm so glad because it's like I put on, put on Reddit. It's on a subreddit right now, and tr- like for like audience freakouts or something. It's it's going cr- it's gone so viral. I've gone up like there's fucking, like memes. There's, there's memes. There's yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's, it's I've never had. Did you find out his name? No, and I looked for him because oh, my, my petty ass was going to tag him in the clip and go at blah blah blah. Should you move on or something but I was like nah, maybe it's too much but right, I'm sure right. he's seen it now there's no way this guy hasn't seen the clip yeah, yeah. and he comes to the store a lot can't fucking wait to see him right how dare you yeah yeah who the hell do you think you are it's also these heckler videos online are getting people all excuse me like carried away thinking that like you can just yell out but it's like it, 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 it's not just the yelling it's it was the fucking dismissive tone yeah like who, you're at work up there like you're doing your job you're doing what people paid to see you do and he's trying to like direct you as if he has some sort of like power over your and, set and again I wasn't being inappropriate like no. I sometimes I, I, I know when I'm like I've asked a couple something a little too far or I've sure. been a bit too creepy and I know I go ooh and I'll even be like that was gross and the crowd be like yes it was like yeah. I'm very open when I know I've gone too far and yeah. I was like I'm not even I have done nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. And even if I had, you fu- you can't fucking talk to me. Because like when that. I, I was... saw that clip, I was like, I must have missed something. Because like nope. what you were saying was pretty like innocent. You're like, is this your first boss that's employee why was... outing? No, that's why I was like so. I yeah. snapped so much because like this is so crazy. Screw that guy. Yeah. I have to try. I have a social media team now because I can't look at it because I used to cry because it was really oh. hateful. Like that Netflix thing. I don't know. I didn't know IMBD had reviews. Yeah. And I shouldn't have read them. Oh. They were like. All about my looks. It's so it's so fucking crazy how being a female comic, everything is about our appearance. They don't do that about men. They don't Never. say that about men. Never. I have I other have, looks. No, I have friends who are male comics who are morbidly obese. Yeah, morbid, like yeah. four hundred pounds on stage sweating. Not one comment is about their weight. Right. Me. Every comment. I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I look like Gru. I look like the penguin. Every every fucking comment is that. Wow. And I'm like, look at these fucking men who are on stage, literally looking like disgusting slaw stains all over their shirt. 
gross. So like what like what would you say to a young female or a woman identifying comedian now who's like up and coming and they're experiencing all this crap? Like what would you say to them to encourage them to keep going? You really can't like either read the comments or take it to heart cuz yeah. it's never going to stop. Yeah. These men are these men are sad, sad. Yeah. They're seeing what they probably wanted to do and you're up there killing it. They can't handle it. So there's you can't let that get to you. If that got to me, I wouldn't have been doing this cuz since I started doing comedy, I've been trolled since I started because I have like I sound like a man, I have a big nose. I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not like classically like what people like I'm not saying I'm ugly but I'm like I'm not classically like that attractive like you know you see me on stage and I'm like always like, hunched over being a fucking troll so I'm like, I love it's very that different. about you no I, I, I guess what I love that about me and I like I had actually I had um this weekend's been really nice I had a, actually a really weird thing happen last night but I had like a girl made me a fanny pack and she was super sweet about it and then I like kind of cried on Thursday this girl's in line and she's like I have to tell you something and I was like oh god and she's like you've like changed my life oh. she's like the way you talk openly about stuff she's like I, and then both of us were like like getting emotional I was like oh my god I'm like I'm gonna cry right now like, and I want people to know that it's okay to feel like this or talk like this I have a whole new bit tonight that you'll see oh man okay so your name is on the wall at the comedy store yes it is next to Matt Billen and all these guys mm-hmm. I mean I don't know all the comedians on that wall of course but I know a few because Trent has introduced me to who's who and what's yep. what and we were there this summer yep. and I saw your name and uh-huh. I was so proud of you on I the was outside like wall, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, that's so awesome yeah it was the biggest thing that's uh, ever happened I, I think f- before the Burr stuff yeah it was really it was really empowering because um, the clubs in Toronto to male bookers uh, treating me like absolute dog shit. Yuck, yuck, and absolute comedy. Shout out. Um, I talk about them all the time. I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> both of the men that booked those clubs told me pretty much that I was trash and then uh, wouldn't let me headline. And I'm like, hmm, funny. Interesting. Interesting. All your headliners, are they, on the, are they in the comedy store wall? I don't think so. I don't think so. I actually don't say their name anywhere. Not one of your headliners. So, I mean, fine. So I'm petty in that way too. I'm very petty. But how do you get that? Like, how do you finally get to a point where they're like, we're going to write your name? I met the guy who actually writes the names on the wall, by the way. The guy, the big guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the new guy because there's another guy that was um, doing it, but he died. Um, it was, yeah, I, the, Emily, woman, shout out to women. She's yeah. booking right now and it's all these more, way more women have been passed in the last two years of her being the booker than they have in the last like fucking 20 years. Nice. So it, uh, she, I did a special with her um, during the pandemic and she was like running and she's like, why don't you come by the store? I'm like, I hate the store. It's all men. I don't want to fucking hang out there. And she's like, it's changing. Trust me. Come yeah. hang out at the store. And I was like, so I started going, doing the open mic there again, and then she like passed me. And oh, these, good. Yeah, it took me like a year to get past. But I was, well, no, I was on the development for like two years before that from the other male booker, and then she passed me. Nice, nice. Yeah. So how about your podcast? How's that going? It's going good. I'm trying to like, if you like podcasts, please listen to mine. I yeah. watched one recently, Brittany Furland. Oh my god, hers is crazy. I love her. Brittany Furland so is good. I her she might be up there in the top five craziest episodes I've ever done. She's talking about her jaw and all Everything. these surgeries and. <laughs> She almost died when she was 18. She had a staph infection. All this crazy I, shit. It's it nuts. just kept going and going yeah. and going. And you're just listening. And you're like, wow, I don't know if I've ever met someone with this many. Literally. Because some, some, sometimes the, I'm like just so taken aback. I, I don't tell them to tell me what they're saying beforehand. Okay. I had a girl on recently. Uh, it's about to be probably my craziest episode. She's a um, coroner. Okay. And she brought a whole kit of the tools. And we went by one by one. And she showed me what they all oh, like, This one cracks baby's ribs. And I was like, what was that? <gasps> yeah, no, it was really... It was wild. It was great. How do you find these people? They find me. Really? Oh, yeah. These fuckers DM me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Because I got hospice nurse Julie. I don't know if you heard that episode. She's no. huge on TikTok and on Instagram. Um, she's amazing. Follow her. She uh, is like normalizing death and how like being a hospice nurse and like, and I'm like terrified of dying. So she like 
it's a really it's actually I've gotten the most DMs from that episode of women mostly women like saying thank you so much for having her on I feel much better she's made me feel like more comfortable about the whole thing I'm like this is interesting. yeah interesting yeah. yeah no I'm big into normalizing the human body and mm-hmm. I showed you what what I do for a yes, living yes, yeah yes, and I, love I it. would love to go on your podcast hey, you if you are love me of course that come, would come be... to LA because I'm gonna do it in, we gotta do it in person we gotta get the clips yeah, the whole yeah, thing yeah. Uh, you have a studio down there. I, I go out of all things comedy, Bill's studio. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm with Bill's company, yeah. So you guys hang out now or what? <laughs> <laughs> we text him. I actually texted me the other day. I actually texted him when Dee Snyder followed me. I was like, this is cool. I know Bill will like it. And he was like, that's fucking sick. I was like, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So LA. So you live in LA now from mm-hmm. Toronto. Born and raised Toronto. I've been in LA for eight years, going on nine. Describe. This, uh, something I was thinking about last night. I was like, with Steph, I wonder how the first year living in LA was for her. Horror- Describe it in one horrendous. word. Horrendous. Horrendous. <laughs> okay. But I, there's, not, there's no other word I can use. Hell. Why? It, I, my green card didn't go through properly, so I had to work under the table. I was living on my uh, two friends who were in a one-bedroom. Yeah. So I was in a living room with another girl for three, four months sleeping on their couch they found on the street. I was severely depressed. I had gotten out of an insane, weird relationship with a male comedian from Toronto, who I hate, um, <laughs> who treated me like absolute dog shit. So I was oh. trying to get past that for a very long time. And then I became wildly addicted to... Um, alcohol and sex and I was being very bad when I first got to LA like just sad I was so sad and I was like I left all my friends and family to come here I couldn't get on any shows I had no car I had to bike everywhere so I'd be biking open mics Uh, wouldn't get on I had to bike home like two in the morning like just pissed off horrible jobs did you second guess it Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There was the first full year and a half. I would cry myself to sleep a lot. And I was like, I had no money. I had literally was like working as a, a nanny and this kid was so bad. I was working, I was cleaning Airbnbs. I was working catering gigs, getting treated like shit. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. But like, what was the scene like in Toronto? You didn't want to go back to that? I, I made such a scene leaving. Uh, I was like, fuck them out of here. I'm yeah. going away. <laughs> Guns I can do it. I'm like, I can't come back. So, And I knew I already had reached the ceiling in Canada. The problem is yeah. in Canada, they there's a ceiling and, you know, you kind of hit it. And I also was like, yeah, I wasn't working the clubs because yeah. I <laughs> made some enemies with uh, the club. Yeah, it's absolute comedy. They weren't going to book me. So I'm like, I can't work there anymore. So I was just pretty much doing the comedy uh, bar, which huge shout out. They're great in Toronto. But I was doing the comedy bar all the time. And then um, I was like, what else can I do? I was doing my own shows. It was fine. I was yeah. doing well. I was, I was touring, kind of headlining and everywhere but Toronto clubs. Uh, yeah, I'd like, like, I'd come out to Laugh Shop out here. And um, actually, Comedy Mix was the first Canadian club that ever headlined me. Where's that one? In Vancouver. It's closed out now, but that was out there. Did you ever go to Newfoundland? Yeah, I did. Um, what's the club out there? Is it Newfoundland? Yeah. What is the club out there? I love them. It was a there woman was a who Yuck me Yucks. Out. No, uh, I didn't that. I from Yuck Yucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it was another club, and I can't remember. But that was really fun. I don't know which one that would have New been. Br- no, it was yeah, it was New Brunswick. Oh, New Brunswick. Yeah, it was New Brunswick. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because I was going to go to the Moosehead um, oh, that's Brewery. Different. That's all I remember. Yeah, it was New Brunswick. Yes, it was. Yeah. So your parents are still in Ontario. Yeah, they're still in Toronto, still in New York, same house I grew up in. Oh yeah, they never left. Yeah, they were on your podcast for an episode. I think you were at the cottage or something. Yeah, like- that was a weird episode. Yeah, my sister's done it twice, and her episodes always kill. Um, yeah, she. Uh, my sister is crazy because she would have loved it, this your vagina thing. The nurse <laughs> practitioner who put her. Um, 
IUD and push it in too far. Oh. And it roamed around her body and she had to get it surgically removed. That it happens, hey? Yeah. Loitering like behind her fucking... Pierces your mm-hmm. uterus and yep. floats around inside your body. Mm-hmm. No one's talking about that, No though. one's talking about that. Isn't I that talk about it a lot because she the, she couldn't sit down for like three months. She had to stand up at work. She'd call me crying her eyes out. She was in so much pain. They had, they couldn't find it for a while. It was like yeah, roaming around. Yeah, doctor told me about that one time. I said, what yeah. are the risks of an IUD? She goes, well, occasionally they do pierce your uterus and they can get, lo- not lost, but misplaced outside the i was Uh like are you kidding me they literally told her that she might not be able to have kids because of it yeah so when this happened this was years ago and then i was like and i was hammered one night and i was like if you want me to carry your kids i'll do it oh um and i would have i 100 i had i 100% still to this day would have if she wanted me to do that but um she's pregnant right now she's about to have a baby but um yeah it was uh it was crazy yeah. yeah. These are the things that people don't talk about. So th- these are the things that my company tries to destigmatize yes. and create dialogue around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just growing up, I remember people didn't even talk about tampon insertion, no. let alone like no. contraceptives and whatnot Nothing. for women. So that's why I liked, like, I, a lot of moms bring their younger girls to my shows and it's really I really like and as family Madison actually this couple brought their two young boys and, my, and the, the dad in the way I was like god that was great I'm like I scare your boys he goes yeah and I loved every second of it because I'm like because I, I have jokes about like me tooing and all that stuff so I'm like trying to like get all that out there to be like don't be a bad person yeah, yeah. it's not hard to be a nice guy what was your favorite gig so far ever the opening for Bill in Toronto. Yeah? Yeah. The, when I came out on that stage, probably, especially the second night, because I knew all my friends were there, and I had, like, already calmed down from the first night, so I was feeling more comfortable. Oh, it was two nights? Yeah. Two oh, nights. Okay. So the second night, like, literally all my best friends were there, and they all bought tickets, so they are way in the back, and, like, my friend, my best friend, Alison Hogg, who I'm, um, my writing partner who are working on a show together, actually, um, from Lady Stash, she said that she was sitting there, and everyone was getting beer, and then they called my name. And then I ran out and she's like, I just started weeping. And then after she's like, she did it. And then after the show, all my friends, we were just standing outside the uh, Scotiabank arena and we all just started bawling our eyes out. Like oh. we just all started hugging and crying. And I'm like, I'm getting emotional. Thinking about it. it was like, it was so, it was crazy to be like, I went from getting told I was dog shit by all these men and then doing the biggest fucking theater uh-huh. in fucking Canada. Like it's, it's crazy. I'm being asked by Bill Burr. Being asked by Bill Burr after yeah. all these guys being like, you, you, no one likes dirty female comedians. <laughs> why do, and I love when guys are like, why do every female comic have to be dirty? Name three men who aren't dirty. Yeah, yeah. Brian Regan, Jerry Seinfeld, give me a third one. Fluffy? <laughs> okay, that's it. There's, everyone's a fucking pervert. Everyone's, I'm like, also, I'm not trying to be gross. I'm gross. Yeah, I yeah. think about sex every hour of every day. Yeah, I think my yeah my favorite comics right now are um, Deb Giovanni, Canadian. Okay. Yeah, and Naomi Ekperger. I don't know if you know her, she's fucking no. incredible. And Jessica Kirsten. Okay. Yeah, if you want some females to go follow, please follow them. Um, Naomi Ekperger's incredible. She's like so underrated. It makes me fucking crazy. She's on like a bunch of TV shows. Her special on Netflix is unreal. She's like her cadence is so different. She's so quick. She's so quirky. She's great. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I found about you. It's like you're just honest. Like you're the, like I'm refreshingly honest. honest about yeah, maybe a little too honest sometimes. <laughs> so, what are you looking forward to next? I know you're leaving here. What tomorrow? I'm looking forward to meeting this man. I think I met my soulmate. Uh, um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. Can you tell I'm a little bit about. I'm your, not going to go fully into it, but it's I've never. I came out of a really bad breakup. And they're just like the amount. It's so crazy dating in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, mean, I bet. It's, it's I, I've been stood up in the last two months. I think I've been stood up four times. What? Went on one day with a guy who was like quoting my podcast, freaked me out. It's, it's, it's too much. So this, I met this man at a show. We met for literally five minutes in person. Yeah. No, no physical things have happened. No kissing that thing. Just like a long hug, and then um, just chemistry. Chemistry. Yeah. Chemistry. And yeah. it's like I, I have not. We've been talking. 
literally every night. We talk all day. We, we FaceTime. Like if I if I calculate the amount of time we FaceTime, I'd say it's probably five and a half, six hours a day. Okay. Like it's crazy. Okay. So it's something here. It's something here. Like I've never talked to someone like this and we're, we we joke. And my biggest thing is I'm like, I love to riff with a guy. Yeah. We are riffing in a way where we're both laughing until we're like wiping tears. I'm like, I have not had this with oh, a man that's in a golden. really long time. I find him so fucking sexy and he's so talented. Yeah. Like he plays the piano like crazy. He's, he's like um. Jerry Lee Lewis, he like does it, it that him like he's in this play playing him. Okay, and he looks like him. And he like plays. It's crazy. He like plays it crazy piano, and it's like it's it's nuts. And where does he live? He's moving to L.A. He's moving. So to he LA. was in New York. He like packed up all his shit. He's like in Nashville right now doing a play out there for a month, and he's in San Diego for another month, and then he was gonna move to L.A. in like January. So this might be the one. I we both are like we're both saying this out loud crazy like, shit both, has happened though right like we both are nuts yeah. can you imagine we, we haven't even fucking kissed and we're both like he called me his soulmate first and i was like oh we can throw that word around oh, okay you, okay i was like oh if you're throwing that around i don't want to be the crazy bitch over here i'll, I'll throw that around I'll, I'll throw it around yeah so he's been and we're like i really think like i honestly think i think this is the one i, I don't know i've never said this as quick this quickly in my life but i'm like i've never felt like this before okay I, I feel nuts. Yeah, I, feel like, I feel crazy. I'm very excited. Nice, nice. So he's moving to LA soon. Mm-hmm. So LA may not be so bad once he gets there. If he moves to LA, I, I've already been saying, just move with me. I'm, I'm being great. Oh, I'm being so insane <laughs> that I no, add, no, 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 I have to calm down. No. But no. the problem is, I'm never, I, I'm never, I'm not home a lot. Live apart for six months. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm crazy. I want him in there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till he gets his place. Yeah, yeah. And but then you move yeah. in his place. No, no. I have a nice place. I'm not leaving oh, my you house. Do. Yeah, okay. yeah, I have a nice place. He's, he's coming. He's so yourself. How's your doggy? Perfect. That was so much. Susan? Yeah. Susan. Susie? Susan. Okay. Yeah. I was just texting actually my dog, my current dog sitter and he's, oh yeah, great, great, great. Yeah. So, so a lot of new smells. weird question, but like how do you handle dog sitting when you're on the road this much? It is very hard. I usually cry when I leave her with people. So same sitter every time? No, or? no, no. I have, I have a rotation of really good friends in LA who sit for her. I lucked out and I have the most perfect animal on the entire planet. Aww. She's so fucking calm. She doesn't fucking bark. She doesn't make a peep. She's like sleeps on the bed. She, she's perfect. She's uh, unreal. So everyone who watches her is like, I'll watch her again. I love Susan. So I'm like, nice. I, I lucked out. So if I didn't have a dog like that, I, I honestly don't know if I'd be on the road this much. Um, I like that she has a human name. I don't she's know such why. A fucking dumb <laughs> bitch. I love her so much. I'm obsessed with her. Every name tattooed on me. I love her. I love her. I'm so obsessed with her. Okay, so what what gig is coming up that you're super pumped about right now? I'm doing a little run, a little theater run um, in uh, DC, New York, and Boston. The Boston show sold out pretty quickly, so we're adding a second show, which is pretty cool. Um, but my big excitement, I'm doing the Danforth Music Hall, which is 1200 seat theater in Toronto, uh, and I have only. I believe under a hundred tickets to sell off to, for selling out. Oh, when is that? Uh, December fourteenth. Oh, damn! And it's like <clears throat> it's a very big deal for me because it's like my hometown, my first big theater. Both yeah. my openers, um, Alex Pavone and Pat Berger, are going to be opening for me doing ten minutes, and then I can do an hour. I have like a whole uh, film crew around it. We're filming a documentary around it that we're going to try to pitch to Amazon Canada nice. about like a woman mm-hmm. getting told no, all this stuff, overcoming all this shit, and mm-hmm. you know, just coming back guns a blazing to her hometown and selling out this big fucking show. And I'm really. I'm really pumped for it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I wish I could be there for that one. Do your parents go to these yeah. shows? Yeah, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. Well, Are- yeah, they're not. One of them supportive. The other one's not. Yeah. Oh. One's very supportive. We don't need to get into that. Yeah, one's supportive. They both go on your podcast. Yeah, but one, yeah. yeah I, I openly <laughs> talked about on Tiger Belly that my mother does not respect me, and uh, it's very, yeah. Oh. Women need to start supporting women more. Exactly. So it's really upsetting. If you're okay, if you're a female comic, let me just say this: if you want to open for another female comedian, 
follow them before you ask them for spots. Yes. It's just kind courtesy. Yeah. When I started doing comedy, I followed every comedian I loved and I would write the nicest thing. I'm getting women just DMing me going, yo, how many guest spots can I get? I'm like, who the hell are you? Yeah, You're weird. not following me. Yeah. There's no like nice intro. Like it's, it's crazy mm-hmm. what's going on out there right now. Any comic, male, female, doesn't matter. It's yeah. the way people are asking like they deserve this shit. Like when I started, the, the first comic I ever asked open for was Todd Glass. A nice, safe gay man. And I was like, I wrote this speech. Yeah. I love you. I, I'm a huge fan. I listen to your podcast. I would, I would be so honored. Like the way people are talking, like the, I, I, are you kidding me? I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. Almost 21. And I've been like grinding my ass off. Would never just like willy nilly throw this out. Like no clip, nothing. I'm like, I, I'm not doing work for you to open for me. Yeah. I, I have a sold out crowd. Yeah. You want to come to my sold out show with my good fans and get more followers? Fucking show me a ounce of respect. Yeah. One ounce. Because obviously you never did that to other people never. when you were and coming never through. Were. Just a different era, yeah. right, of comedians. I think I think the new ones, because you can go so easily viral on stuff, they like take for granted that you need to be a, a, a good comedian yeah. and be fucking a little supportive. Yeah. Of, of Especially the women. The women that aren't following me, I'm like, what is... What's going on here? There's something about like just paying homage or whatever you want to call it. Like there's a reverence you need to have for people that pave the way for what you're doing. And I feel like in entrepreneurship too, I just, I always like to give shout outs to other women that started this Mm -hmm. like journey ahead of me because I didn't carve all this. There was other women that kind of planted the seeds and laid the bricks in the road. But I find there are, there are a lot of people that just don't really think about that. And I feel like, I don't know. I have to because I'm kind of like the old school mentality where yeah. it's like, I know I didn't get here on my own. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. It's like, you got to show a bit of respect. A bit of respect. And like, I want to do it. Deb Giovanni is like my favorite comic. So when I started, she was on video and trial. And you know when you meet, you meet your heroes trial. and I said, you don't meet your heroes. I met Deb and it was like, it was unreal. I was, uh, my friends took me in high school to see her perform live. It was the first live stand I ever saw at the Laugh Shop. It's closed down now. It was, um, what was it? Laugh Factory maybe? Downtown Toronto, doesn't matter. She was headlining and I went up to her after the show and I'm like, hi, I'm a new comedian. And she was like, you're going to be amazing. I can just tell. Oh, and she yeah. was so fucking nice to me. Did not have to be mm. so nice. She's like, I can tell you're funny. You're going to do great. Keep up, keep up the good work. And I was like, and now we're like good friends and it feels crazy that I'm like, she was such my, an idol of mine and she was always so silly and like self-deprecating, but in a funny way. And like, it's just, it was just nice to have that support immediately from another female comic. Like yeah. I can't like Whitney Cummings, nice woman on the planet. Nice. She's so insanely nice. It's crazy how yeah, nice she is. We saw her at the laugh store or the comedy store. So, sorry, yeah. um, back in July, she did a killer set. That killer night, set. Actually. She's so supportive of yeah. other women. Yeah. She had. A, I was. I wrote for her roast. It was like majority of women in the writers' room. It was like two guys. It was insane. She's super. It's really nice to see like people like that being that supportive to. Um, Especially younger female comics. So younger female comics, what's your piece of advice when they're reaching out? How should they be? I think they should it? just be like, first of all, follow. It's just it's it's, it's insulting to ask to open for somebody yeah. if you're not a fan yeah. of them. Like yeah. I don't know uh, the amount of people that asked open for me is it's a lot. So yeah. if you if, if to sift through, I always the first thing I look at, I'm like, okay, well, you like me if you're following me. That and say, and just be nice. Simply be nice. Yeah, just be authentic. Yeah, I'd be authentic yeah. if you actually are a fan of mine. If you're not a fan, I don't know why you're asking over me anyways. You're just being desperate and greedy for spots. But like, <laughs> Would you encourage them to move to L.A.? Not until you're ready. Okay. I, I, if you are a new comedian and you're getting a lot of stage time in whatever city you're in, yeah. don't fucking go anywhere. You're well, not ready to go. Yeah. The amount of people that leave to go to L.A. when they're not ready. Like, I have a lot of friends who were there, been there longer than me. They weren't ready. And guess what? They ain't doing well. Because they were not ready to fucking go. Yeah. I was ready. I was doing comedy in LA, in Toronto at the time for, what, 13 years? 
Like I was fucking ready, ready to go. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was touring headliner. I done so many goddamn shows. Yeah. You plateau eventually, right? In Canada. Yeah. What's oh, yeah. New York like? Is that a good scene? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I just, I love my house and I love my golden retriever and I would never have a golden retriever in and New the, York. The weather is much, much nicer. No, I'm never going back to cold again. This, I'm freezing here. <laughs> Sweater and a coat. I'm dying. I think this is a nightmare. Well, Steph, thank you so much. I know thank you have a you. show tonight, so I don't want to keep yes. you too much longer. I'm so glad that you got back to me Thank and you. came Come on do the mine. show. I will. Yes. 100% I'd love to Please. do that. So yeah, good luck tonight. Good luck with Thank all your upcoming you. shows and the one in Danforth. Mm-hmm. Um, if I you're wish, listening, if I you're would... in Toronto, buy tickets. They're about to go. 100 left. I think probably under 100 now, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I wish I could be there for that one. Next time, next time. Yes. All right. Well, I will come see you. And mm-hmm. next time you're in town, please come see me. I will. And uh, let's stay in touch. Yes. All right. Okay. Thanks, Steph. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye.